You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like AIS. We're on it. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon and Kat Deal from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber. Glad to have you with us today. We're recording from the Chamber office today at 860 South Street in Fitchburg. And our guest, I actually asked her what she would like to be referred to before we started because she wears so many hats, uh, so much jewelry as well. And it's, um, <laughs> it's, I think it's hard to narrow what she does down to like one thing because it's so dynamic. And we uh, Kat and I are so excited for this conversation. We have Maria Milagros joining us today. Maria, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. So some of Maria's titles, what did she say? So Jeez. she wanted in this order, uh, she wanted to be known as speaker, coach, and author. Yes. And then mom, mom. and goddess. And goddess. And I like those even. I like. I want to make sure those get added in. And love activists. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Maria, I know we could spend hours really diving into your incredible background and, and everything that you do, but we are a little limited today. So we're going to try and do this. Let's go. Let's start off with your journey to entrepreneurship. What made you want to break out on your own and impact people's lives through your speaking, your coaching and, and your book? Mm -hmm. Thank you. That, that question is so yummy. Um, so... I've always kind of known that I was going to be my own boss eventually, right? And I'm doing air quotes, like eventually. But I was always nervous about stepping out on my own and taking that risk because growing up, you hear you need your benefits and you need your sick days and you need your 401k. And, you know, how do I do that if I'm out by myself and I have a child and that just doesn't feel real, right? And then my life just kept calling me, step out, step out, step out. And I was like, no, it's not, I'm not ready. It's not time. No, no, no. And then I got hired for this job. I was at one job and I loved that work and I kept getting promotions and the like job description kept evolving to just fit my strengths, right? It was magical. And they kept increasing my pay and it was fantastic. And I was like, mm, cozy, cozy, I'm staying right here. And then this other job kept hounding me and saying, come and work for us, come and work for us. And I said, no. And then they sent someone else, a higher up, and said, come work for us. And I said, no. And they sent someone else. And I said, no. And they, sent, and they kept sending people. So finally, I was like, this must mean something. I should have listened to my spirit, you know. But I ended up, so I ended up leaving this job mm -hmm. with this, all these benefits in terms of working in my strengths. And I ended up going to work for this other place. And in working for this other place, within a short amount of time, I got fired. I got fired, y'all. After they had all those people come. Yep. After they begged you to come. Yes. And then when we had our little meeting, the reason why they fired me were the same reasons why they hired me. And when I said, wait, 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 the reasons that you're giving me, this is why you hunted me down. This is why you, well, you're not doing it the way we wanted you to do. Mm. Oh, okay. Right. So then I, you know, cried for like three days. Like, what's wrong with me? I'm broken, blah, blah, blah. And like, if the things that they hired me for, the reasons why they fired me, Maybe I'm not living authentically. Maybe I'm, you know, kind of questioning myself. And then one day I woke up and I heard like, you ready to start your own business? And I'm like, no. So I started job searching and everywhere I went, I got, you're overqualified. Mm -hmm. You're overqualified. You're overqualified. 
And one place in particular, this woman said, I would not hire you because I would be afraid you would take my job. And as much as I appreciated her vulnerability, I was also like, whoa, girlfriend, we should work together on your (laughs) self-esteem. And then that's when it was like, oh, this is what I should be doing. Okay. And then I just stepped into it. Now, I would love to say that I stepped into it 100%, but I've always had side jobs or things to help, you know, um, offset my income so that I could survive with my daughter while I built my business. But that's how I kind of got shoved into entrepreneurship, right? When the rug got pulled from under me, there was nothing else for me to stand on but my own two feet. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, well, then if we're going to stand, you know me. We're going to dance. We're going to run. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do Let's it. Let's go. So that's where we're at. That's how I ended up doing this. It's just never an easy road. Like you never hear like, oh, yeah, I just landed into it and it was perfect. Right. And I love that you took a lot of time. And when you finally did do it, it was it seemed like the right time. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And I do believe that I needed all of those previous experiences and learning about different businesses and how things run in order for me to do what I'm doing now mm-hmm. in the way that I'm doing it now. Right. And when you mentioned the word experiences, um, if anyone ever gets a chance to hear you speak, you speak a lot about your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, when you decided to go out on your own and, and decide to be your own entrepreneur, did you know right away that it was going to have to do with public speaking and, and talking about different things that you'd experienced growing up and, and sharing those with folks to try and help their lives? Yes. I did. It was never a question. No, 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 no. I, um, I grew up in a family of storytellers, right? And like culturally, that's kind of how we teach each other lessons and share things. You know, I remember one time sitting with my grandfather and I asked him a question and he wouldn't answer the question and said he would tell me a story. And the story, the answer was in the nuggets of the story. And I was like, mm, yummy, right? I'm going to do this. So I ended up picking up that kind of habit of telling stories in a way to connect with people like you're not this is the thing that I love about stories is it reminds us that we're not alone in our experiences and we're not alone on the planet right so if someone says this is where I'm at and I'll say "Mm, yeah I remember when I da 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 and this is what worked for me I'll put it on the buffet take it or leave it right this is what worked for me maybe you need to play and kind of figure out what works for you and so I find that stories are really powerful in that way um and the reason why Stories I knew were going to be a part of it is because in college I did spoken word. And when the, one of the first pieces that I ever shared was a really personal piece and I cried through most of it. And I just knew I needed to like cathartically get it out of me. Right. And then after I got off the stage, there was a line of women who were just waiting to say, thank you for saying that out loud. I'm not crazy. And I thought, oh, this is this is it. This is I have to share these authentic, real pieces of myself in order to move the needle forward and do the work. Right. Because again, I could give you all the tools and the techniques. Nobody cares. But if I tell you that I live this and I tell you that I've overcome hell and high water multiple times and I tell you what I've been through and then this is what I do to change the course of my life and to be intentional about how I live, that's a whole different impact than just saying, follow these three steps, right? And sometimes people are like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go somewhere with those steps, (laughs) you know? So Maria, I want to say that you just spoke at our women's leadership and one of the attendees was in the car with her daughter and her daughter said, Oh my God, I have to go get gas. And she, and this woman turned to her and said, listen, you be grateful for what you're doing. And so your lessons and your storytelling are so impactful. Mm, And I love the fact that you use your personal journey to help share 
um, and explain why we can all move through those sort of difficult situations. And it's really impactful. It truly is. And I, and if you haven't heard Maria speak, you, you need to find a time where she's speaking and listen. Thank you. Maria, you mentioned going through hell multiple times to get to where you are today. I think one of the fascinating things is when you speak, you know, I think everybody comes away saying, I'm glad I have Maria in my life. I'm glad I was able to hear those, those nuggets of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But I often wonder, how did you survive all that trauma without having your own Maria in, in your life to help get you through those moments? Mm, I did have Maria's in various forms, right? I had this teacher who taught dance when I was very young mm-hmm. and she taught dance for free. And that space was a salvation to save me from a lot of abuse that was happening at home. And so dance became a space that was safe where home was not, right? So she was inadvertently saving me. And she did this thing um, that I just absolutely love. The first day of dance class, she had us all stand on one wall and she said, walk to the other side. And we walked and she says, no, you're doing it wrong. Do it again. And we were so confused. So we just walked again and she says, no, do it again. And we'll be here all day until you learn how to walk. And after a couple of laps, we're like, what do you want from us, crazy lady? And she said, when you walk, Stand and walk like you deserve to be taking up space. Back straight, shoulders down, head up. And it was such a weird way to walk because we were all so used to making ourselves really small, especially when you're in spaces of abuse as a child, you want to make yourself as small and as invisible as possible. And she kept saying, here, you deserve to take up space. Stand up, back straight, shoulders down, head up. I still say that to this day. I teach my daughter. I teach my clients. Back straight, shoulders. You want to build confidence? Own the space. Own this, your body space, right? So she had us walk and what a difference it made. I don't know that she knew what an impact she had on me until much later when I was finding myself always, I get to take up space, right? So there were these people. I went to therapy multiple times. And as crazy as it might sound, I had to do court like mandated anger management when I was a teenager. That was part of my work that changed my life, right? So it wasn't that I didn't have one person. I had a multitude of people in different arenas of my lives. And I think the reality is we all do. Um, It's the question of whether or not we're open to actually seeing it and absorbing the lessons and what's available to us from the people around us, you know? So some of the, some of the times that I've been able to hear you speak was actually um, to our, at our scholars breakfast, when you were speaking to the graduating high school seniors and they had just graduated or they were about to go through their ceremony And I remember you talking about moving through and how you um, talked about that it's okay to get help when you offer help. And I know that you do a lot of different things and I want to talk about all the things that you do, but when you are coaching someone and you're doing a one-on-one session with someone, do you share your background? Do you find that that's part of your journey is, is part of how they get to heal as well? I know in a large audience, you know, it's very broad and you're telling a lot of stories and, and there's a lot of connections being made. But when you're one-on-one, I would think that those types of stories and knowing that, you know, you went through therapy, that really helps some of the some of the things that you do with folks and and, and especially in your coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, that Scholar's Breakfast is just amazing. I love the opportunity to be a part of something so incredible and to like be a part of the work for the youth because they are our future, right? As corny as it sounds, that's the truth of the truth. And when they know that they have adults who are rooting for them, that makes a big difference, right? Um, and again, I grew up not having those kind of adults. So I feel like to be one, oh, yes, please, full circle, right? Um, so yes, when I coach, I do share pieces of my stories. And I tell them that we have a consultation before the they commit to a coaching package or whatever. And I let them know 
part of the work that I do here is storytelling. It's a big part of how I express the lessons and again, how I share the nuggets, right? Because there have been so many times where I would share a story thinking this is the lesson and the interpretation is like, oh, this is, and I thought, oh my God, that's fantastic. I didn't even see that. Right. And then this other person's perspective and where they're sitting and standing, they're able to draw something else out of that story, which is just so yummy. Right. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I let them know um, the storytelling is a part of it. And I always recommend to people who are sharing stories, just don't share a story you're not healed from because it's not healthy for you to dump on your clients or your people. Right. And like I've I've healed from these things. so I can share them because I see them now as facts. These are facts from my past. They're not the predictors of my future, right? And that's a a very different perspective than this is the thing holding me back. No, I'm standing on that thing to get further, to reach higher, to go beyond, right? I love that. Those are facts. Those are facts. Those are, I love that. I love that. I feel like for a lot of people that is such a hard thing to face though, to not keep dwelling on some pretty traumatic things years later, decades later, for for a lot of folks, it's still kind of is is very present. Mm Mm-hmm. When you meet with someone and, and you know that they're dealing with that kind of trauma, what's it like for you to be able to use your experiences to help them work through their own traumas and experiences and help them get to that point where it's not determining what their future is? Mm, yum. Okay, so here's here's the thing about trauma. If I have a client who's dealing with some heavy levels of trauma, I am a coach. My job is to help you move the needle from today forward. Not everybody's ready for that. So I would refer that person back to therapy, Mm -hmm. go to therapy, go unpack your stuff, bring everything to the surface, sift through it, do what you have to do here. We're not here to unpack, right? We're here to reflect, see what we can grab and then move forward from this place. So not everybody's ready for coaching right off. And I wouldn't have been ready as a coach had I not been through so much therapy on my own. Now, that being said, the residuals of trauma live in everything we do if we've been traumatized. So then the question is, And I say this again and again and again. What is the story that you are telling yourself about that thing, right? For instance, I grew up with a father who was in prison my whole life, right? When I finally like met him for real, for real, I was 26 years old. First, I had to do a special paper just to go get a visit with him. My older brother and I, we had to get special permission just to go get a visit. We drove three hours into Connecticut. Like get down there. We have to do a full search pat down. It's violating. Right. We have to do the whole thing to get in there. When we get in there, it's double pane, bulletproof glass. He's in the special room and he's shuffled out with shackles on his wrist, shackles on his waist, shackles on his ankles. And he has to shuffle. They have to shuffle him out and then like handcuff him to this bar. Right. I come out. My brother's there. I'm there with my brother. They have a phone. That's the only way to contact with him. They unlock one arm so he can grab the phone. He grabs his phone. I grab mine. The first thing he says to me is, did you put money on my books? It was the first time I met him. I was 26 years old. And I laughed so hard, like crying tears, like crying tears, Travis. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Because in that moment, I had this pivotal switch of the story that I was telling myself. I recognize not everybody has those opportunities for closure, if you will. But that doesn't happen in every arena or with every trauma that I've had. And I get to choose, am I going to create that switch to say, you were not meant to be a part of my life, right? And it's, listen, it is what it is. I think to myself, this is my story. He had one job. His one job was to provide the sperm so that I could be here because my work is to create impact in the world. 
right? His job was not to be my father. His job was not to raise me. His job was not to be there for me. And I had told myself that sad sob story for so long and I kept pulling him into my present day, allowing him or rather the absence of him to affect how I was showing up and living my life. I was allowing that to happen. So I teach my clients, we have to take responsibility for the stories that we're telling today and how they're impacting us presently, right? So I, the switch happened. He's there. I'm cracking up laughing. I hang up the phone. I was like, I'm cool. I turned to my brother. I was like, you're up. He's like, you're done. That's all I needed. I'm done. I feel like I got all the closure that I needed. And then from there, I started to do this ripple of the other spaces in my life and say, Oh, that thing, I keep dragging that back here, which means I didn't do all the work in therapy. Let me sign up for therapy. Let me get my butt back to therapy and finish unpacking this because I will not keep bringing this into my present day, choosing to let this be a crutch or a hindrance to my life, right? And it is conscious, continuous work because heart work is hard work, right? And so we have to get used to the practice of what is the story that I'm telling myself in this particular thing with this particular person, with this situation? And is that real right now, right? And when it comes to like my own abuses from the past, the my mantra had to be, I am safe today. I am safe today. So when it popped up, because it does, because it's residual, when it pops up, I see you, I know where you come from, but you are a fact of my past and I am safe today. I am, and then that practice dissolves that old story and it helps us find our power and our freedom again, right? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we're chatting with Maria Milagro. She is a speaker, coach, and author here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. We'll be right back. The business world is more competitive than ever and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, coming to you from our chamber offices here at 860 South Street in Fitchburg. Today, we're joined by Maria Milagros, the speaker, coach, and author here in studio with us, Kat Deal, Travis Condon. Welcome back. If you don't follow Maria on social media, you should. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to say, because you'll feel better about your day reading what she puts out there. But can you talk a little bit about your social media presence? I, I, I just want to say that, you know, you, you put out a lot of positiveness. You put out a lot of body positiveness. You put out um, mental health awareness. Um, how do you see social media as part of your tool? Mm, yum. Social media, much like People, you know, people have this saying that like money is the root of all evil. I'm like, no, it's not. It's how you're using that money. And money amplifies, right? So if you're greedy and you have more money, you're going to be more greedy. If you're generous and you have more money, you're going to be more generous. Money amplifies. Social media to me is like that. Right. If you already feel bad about yourself, you should not be spending a lot of time on social media. <laughs> it's going to amplify where you're at. And then you're going to, because of the algorithm, you're going to line up more things that feed that story. Right. If you go on my algorithm on Instagram, it looks like the world's made of magic and rainbows, <laughs> right? And I was looking at my sisters and she's like, wait, why do you have all this happy, positive joy, joy? And I have like sadness and because we are looking at different things. Our perspectives, our lenses are different. I want my platform to be spaces that are contributing to magic and unicorns, right? Because the reality is life is not magic and unicorns all the time. I'm not going to pretend like it is. Toxic positivity is a real thing. And... At the same time, 
if I have a choice on how my platform is going to be reflective of the world or rather my world, I want it to be something that brings positivity into the world. I want when people click on my stuff and they hit the heart on mine, it shifts their algorithm to a little more happiness. It shifts their algorithm to a little more positivity. That's, that's my goal with my social media, right? And even on social media, I talk about the gross stuff and the negative stuff. And then I talk about how I flipped it or how I did the work or how I overcame it because we don't have to live there, right? That the stuff is going to happen, but we don't have to stay permanently and like make a bed and snuggle in and build property and no, thank you. I'm just curious because I'll, I, I understand the term, but I want the audience to hear toxic positivity, especially when it comes to social media. Yeah. So toxic positivity is this idea that you can at, all, at any time, always and forever, get back to happy. Everything is fine. Get back to positive. That's not real. That's not real, y'all. Like one of the things that I teach my clients and that I do for myself and I do for my daughter is when you're feeling, feel it fully. That's what being alive, that's what being a full human is, right? There are over 3,000 emotions. I came to feel them all. I'm not going to pretend or try to like force my way through them anymore. I did that. And you know what I would do? Slam into walls or I would fall apart because you can only do that sustain. I mean, you can't do that sustainably, right? So I let myself feel it all. And when you feel it all, you get, you know, the only way out is through. It's that. You're sad. Good. Congratulations. You're a whole human. It means that whatever you're sad about was important to you. Feel it all and then find your way back. Right. And so this idea of always just get back to positive as quickly as possible and don't feel anything that is toxic because it doesn't give us room to feel everything, which then cripples us. Right. And when we say when people say, you know, like, oh, I have anxiety. Of course you do. You're a whole human. All humans experience anxiety. It's what you're feeding. Feel it. Acknowledge it. Breathe into it and then watch. It will pass. But if you try to run from it, it's just going to keep creeping up on you. You know, the saying what you resist persists. It is that right? Feel it all. So toxic positivity could be a real problem. Um, there was a woman that I was talking to and this was a couple of weeks ago and she says, how are you? And I'm like, mm, today's kind of funky. She's like, no, no, you'll be fine. Pull it out. And I'm like, whoa, stop. <laughs> you are not the dictator of my feelings. Today is kind of funky and I'm going to feel all the funkiness because then tomorrow when there's joy again, I'm going to feel it even stronger because I felt funky today. Right. How do we know sadness? I mean, how do we know happiness without sadness? How do we know achievement without failure? How, right. Yeah. So it's like we need it all. Yeah. Let ourselves feel it. Feel it all, y'all. And if you find that you're in that sad place, more than not, go to therapy. Do the work. Right. Put your mental health first because it influences, impacts and interacts with every area, every relationship of your life. So, like, please take care of yourself first and foremost this and as people are taking care of themselves, I know you talked about the difference earlier in the conversation between your coaching and, and therapy. Mm -hmm. If someone's out there thinking, do I need a, a coach? Obviously the answer is going to be yes. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but it's, you know, why? What, what is like the main benefit, I guess, from talking to a professional mm -hmm. like yourself who can coach them on different aspects of their life or their professional life or whatever it is that they're interested in improving? Yeah, yum. Uh, so again, coaching, therapy is about unpacking the past, right? And getting your insights and understanding who you are today based on all that stuff. And then coaching is today moving forward. And a lot of times people just don't have the skills or the techniques or the tools to move forward because it's not normal. And it's, we are programmed in the negative, 
right? If I walk into a room and people say, how are you? And I'm like, fantastic. They roll their eyes. If I say, oh, life is so dreary. They're like, oh my God, me too. We're, we're caught up in this cycle of negativity, right? So if you want to change the course of your life, you have to learn new mindsets, new tools, new techniques, new skills. And that's what coaching does. Like your basketball coach on a you know, on the court will teach you new drills, new things to make your body stronger, to allow you to pivot, to move, to play the game in a way that helps you get gains. That's what coaching does, right? It's, I'm going to give you the skills and the tools to allow you to pivot and to move, to play the game, i.e. life in ways that allows you to win. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It absolutely does. Now I know we talked about two of the hats that you wear, <laughs> but I want to put your author hat on now because you have a book that came out several years ago now. Yes. Super sparkly everything. <laughs> yes. And when we talk about <laughs> social media and positivity and having a positive outlook, you hear the term super sparkly and everything. Yes. And it catches you and you're like, is it just a, a book about being happy? No. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, that book and how, how it came to be that you published this. Yeah. Um, so again, just like starting my own business, writing a book had been with me, I don't know, since I was six. No, I don't know. For a long time, right? And then I would share stories and, you know, people would say, you should write a book. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm working on that. And just from the course of time, collecting stories, um, when I actually sat down to put it together, it only took six months to like put the book together because I had been writing it my whole life. Little did I know. Um, but Super Sparkly Everything really is about the super stands for living in this supernatural way and meaning separate from what we're taught and programmed to believe, right? Living above the programming, living above the kind of conditional way of living and blah, 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 right? Then um, sparkly is just that. It's sparkly. Finding the good in spaces of life and everything is literally everything. So when I went on this whole, when I first started my own journey, post-therapy, and I said, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change how I show up in spaces. I'm going to root myself in love and I'm going to move in love in this way. I, this, this sounds so weird every time I say it out loud. I did not watch a show, a movie, did not listen to music, did not participate in anything that was not aligned with love and joy for two years. Wow. If something came on the radio and it was like, drop it like it's nope. Because that is against women's bodies and it sexualizes women. No, I will not participate. And if I'm, if I'm at my sister's house and they're watching something and the person says something, I would either ask them to change it or I would leave the room. It like obsessed with just putting myself in a space of, if I lived my whole life in the space of negativity, I can commit to myself for two years to put myself in a space of positivity to intentionally flip the switch, right? So that's what I did. And it was psychotic in, in the best way. And then my sisters would be like, oh my God, you're so super sparkly. You're so, and they were doing it like out of jest. And then it became my thing. Mm -hmm. So everywhere I went, they're like, here's Maria. She's so super sparkly. And I'm like, hey, everybody. Love you guys. Love, love, love in the room. And it became like a funny thing at first. But then it became, no, really. This is, this is who I am, right? And one day my daughter and I, the story is in the book too. Um, we're standing on a huge mountain in Vermont. And we're looking at, a bazillion quadrillion stars because I've never seen that many. And I said, oh my gosh, this makes me feel so small. And she said, or we can remember that we're one of these stars and it makes you feel so big. And I was like, oh, it's super sparkly. She goes, no, mommy, it's super sparkly everything. Mm. And I was like, that is the title of my book, <laughs> right? And like, <laughs> that was it. Okay, that's the title of my book. And it became like, really, it's like a mission or a mantra for me is a way of showing up. 
when I go to bed at night, I have my core values and I start my day in meditation with my core values. And before I go to bed, I they're posted onto my wall and I'll look at them and say, did I show up with love? Yeah. Did I show up with gratitude? Yeah. Did I bring fun into the spaces? Yeah. And then I'll check through my list and like, go me. I did it. And then I sleep better, right? Because I'm holding myself accountable and I'm checking in. So super sparkly, everything, yeah, it's the book, but it's also like, I live these principles. The seven principles in the book and I live these principles. And the people who I know who have read the book and if they put these things, even a couple of them into practice, it makes a difference. Because again, we're being intentional about how we're living our lives, not waiting for other people to be different so we can feel better. Because yeah. Lord, you'll be waiting your whole life. You'll wait a long time. <laughs> And Marie, the book is available online still for sale. Isn't that right? Yeah. Where is it available? Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target. Go buy this book if you haven't yet. All the places. So <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, having listened to you speak um, in public spaces before, um, I'm just curious, what's next? Mm. What are you looking at to do next? All the things. Yes. <laughs> we want you to do all the things. The same thing we do every day, Travis. Try to take over the world. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, I'm working on my second book. It's called Sparkly and Street. And it's uh, really about embracing all the parts of who we are so that we can live lives full of freedom and happiness. Um, and embracing other people for who they are so we can find our sanity again, right? Because again, we spend a lot of time saying, you need to be different. You need to be different. If they would only... Lord, that's exhausting. Um, so Sparkly and Street, I'm working on that book. I'm also working on a podcast because so many people have been asking for it. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it's time. It's been on my list for too long, right? I'm also working on creating online courses so that people can, if they can't do coaching, if that's not realistic or financially something that they can't afford, I want people to be able to have access to the stuff. And so doing online courses that are going to be available to them. Um, so I'm working on the online courses and wait, the book, the online courses. Oh, right. And then taking over the world with speaking, of course, because yes, why not? Um, and traveling, going to get back to traveling more with my daughter. What's your top place you want to go visit? I want to go to Spain. She wants to go to Japan. Nice. So we're going to do them both. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Now in the beginning of the podcast, you talked about that kind of voice you had mm -hmm. telling you that it was time to make that leap yes. into entrepreneurship. We've got a lot of folks that listen to this podcast that are maybe thinking about branching out, starting their own small business, but mm. they're worried about taking that leap. Yes. Um, you've been there, you know, the struggle of having to work multiple side hustles to make it all come together. Um, what advice, if you could pick one nugget. <gasps> Just one. Just one? I know this is hard, <laughs> but if you could pick one kind of little piece of advice to dole out, to someone who's right at that edge and just looking for that little nudge to make that leap, what would mm. you say to them? Get a mentor. Mm. Get a mentor. Get someone who has been there, done that. And that way you get the information, you get the support, you get the understanding, you get the guidance, right? When you go at it alone, like I did, it takes too long. And you're rifling through so much information all the time that it can be exhausting. When I got a mentor, it felt like... Like things just fell into place and, oh, oh, that's the next move. Oh, that's the next logical step. Oh, that, because again, like social media or the internet, you type in how to start a business. You could be there for 96 years. You <laughs> still haven't moved anything and you're just doing research, right? Mm -hmm. Get a mentor who is in alignment with what you want to do and who is headed in that direction. That way you can kind of follow their footsteps and make your own path, but follow their trail. You know, if you, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. 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 
So Maria, when you first came in, yes. you said, you asked everyone who was in the, in the room, five things you're grateful for today. Yes. Maria, what are five things you're grateful for today? Chocolate. Ooh. I stopped and Every grabbed day. a Snickers. Every day. <laughs> Chapstick. Uh, this gorgeous weather, particularly the breezes. There's something really magical about these breezes in November. Um, on the way here, I hit a construction site and the police officer was stopping every person and saying, you have to go around the cones like this and then you have to go that way because there's more construction. So he says, so you have to go around the cones like this. And, they, and I said, so squiggly squig, right. And he laughed so hard and it made me laugh because it was such a genuine laugh. And I'm like, that, that's what I'm grateful for. Little moments of magic like that in life that you don't expect, you know? I just said, I'm just being my regular self. Squiggly squig to the right. And he's like, bah! And then I'm like, that was awesome. So yes, laughter and uh, fresh water. Ooh, yeah. good one. Yeah. Now, Maria, for those that want to find out more information to either have you come out and speak to a group for a corporate or for their event or for mm-hmm. whatever they have going on, or they're looking for a mentor and a coach, or yes. they want to check out your book. How do they contact you for everything? Go to my website. Everything lives on my website. It's www.mariamilagros.net. M-A-R-I-A-M-I-L-A-G-R-O-S.net. Yes. And on there, they'll find a way to access me for speaking, for coaching. They'll also find I do weekly videos on YouTube, which is why it just makes sense to do a podcast because I do them anyways, right? So I do these weekly videos. It's free nuggets and they're accessible. There's free um, information and sometimes like sheets of affirmations and stuff. That stuff is free on there as well. And they can sign up for the mailing list. So every if they sign up for the mailing list, they'll get the video every week in their inbox. And they'll also get some bonus content. If I'm giving a talk somewhere that's public, I'll put an invite. And if I'm personally doing the event, my members get a discount to come to the events and stuff. Yeah. So everything can be found on the website. Yeah. Please go check it out. Stay tuned for a podcast coming as well. Well, We're excited for that. And we just want to thank everybody for listening today. This has been the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Kat Deal, North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce, chatting with Maria Milagros today. Maria, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Kat. I appreciate y'all. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.